You're listening to Redemption City Church. For more information, check us out at redemptioncitychurch.com. City Church, as always, a uh, privilege to be with you guys. Trust uh, you guys are doing well. I am live from the base. <laughs> um, some of you may have heard we rented a space up north, and uh, and so here we are recording from the spot this evening. Um, I want to dive in straight away. Um, last week, Terry picked up on our mandate and uh, really kind of launched out of Isaiah 61. Um, just the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on us because he has anointed us to preach good news to the poor. I want to pick up from there and just kind of segue into, into just kind of looking more specifically at the supernatural gospel that we, that we are to preach. Um, I'll leave Terry to carry on with his three M's, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick up from there. Um, so, yeah, Romans 15 verse 17 um, you know, Paul, Paul really says this. He, he says, I, I glory in Christ in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. By the power of signs and miracles, through the power of the Spirit. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of God. And I guess where I want to pick up today is this mandate to preach the gospel is not simply a gospel of moral reform. It's not simply a gospel of pulling yourself up by your shoestrings, by your bootstrap, bootstraps. It really is about a supernatural gospel. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we can pray right before we dig into the word in more detail. Father, just want to commit this time to you. Lord, more than just an impartation of information, Lord, we are... Or at least I am asking, Lord, for just a stirring of fresh faith this morning. Thank you for the incredible opportunities that we have at this time to preach the gospel, Lord. Uh, Thank you for the incredible opportunities that we have to share the hope we have, Lord. To share, Lord Jesus, the, the confidence and the settledness of heart, Lord. That we're not living in fear because of who you are. And Lord, I, I pray that even in these times, Lord, we would hear much testimony just of people coming to Christ, people being touched, people being saved, people people being healed. Lord, not through rock stars, not through the celebrity preachers, Lord Jesus, but through every single believer, just faithfully proclaiming and faithfully giving testimony to the work that you've done in their lives. And so as we look at your word this morning, Lord, I trust you for just an impartation of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So Psalm 103, it says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pits and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And straight away you realize that salvation is a complete package. It is not just about sin and forgiveness and breaking the power, presence, the pain of sin. 
uh, paying the penalty of sin, but it's also about physical healing. It's also about the supernatural peace. God looks at our lives as a complete package, not as distinct pieces. And part of the package is physical healing. And it is interesting that, that Paul, in his boast, in a sense of preaching the full gospel, boasts not just about people getting saved, but also about God testifying or God witnessing to the gospel through the power of sign and wonders. And so uh, I want to stir us and challenge us this morning to, to really go after God in a, in a season where sickness is such a big deal. Let me tell you, I think it's the church's mandate, part of the church's mandate in preaching the gospel is also to be praying for the sick and trusting that God would intervene in a supernatural way. Uh, Hebrews 2 verse 1 says this, it says, We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken by angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? It says, This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. It, it makes it clear that actually God is, in, is directly involved in the process of, of proclaiming the gospel. God, in a sense, undertakes or has undertaken to, to himself witness through signs, wonders, and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so it's a package deal. We, we're not on our own. We're not left to our own devices when it comes to proclaiming the gospel. Actually, God has undertaken to uphold His Word and to testify to His Word through His life and power and the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so it's with, that, it's with that heart, in a sense, that I'm, I'm coming, with you, coming to you this morning and saying, Let's stir ourselves. Let's take the risk. Let's step out of the boat in terms of trusting God that with the proclamation of the gospel would come God himself testifying to it with signs and wonders and various miracles. It is it's interesting that if you look at the, the gospel of Matthew, in many ways, Matthew reads like a training manual. There's various sections through the book of Matthew. And so you have, you know, you have your introductory chapters and then you have... You know, chapter 5 to 7, that really is just kind of laying in the teaching and training. You know, it's where you have the Beatitudes. And then the weird thing is that Matthew 8 and 9 is just like a, a collection of testimony about healings. And then it lands, the last verse of Matthew 9, um, lands in this commissioning. Uh, Matthew 9 verse 35, it says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed, harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then this is the closing verse of the two chapters of healings, uh, two chapters of power encounters. He said, then he said this to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. It's intriguing that you've got a couple of chapters of training. You've got two chapters, eight and nine, of, of miracles and power encounters and signs wonders. And it closes with this thing of, ask God to send out workers. 
And uh, it's there that I want to kind of take some time just in those chapters of Matthew, Matthew 8 and 9, take a bit of time just to, to look at some of the stories there, to draw some conclusions. And, and I'm hoping stir you and challenge you uh, towards boldness in this season, towards stepping out of the boat. Um, and so uh, let's, let's look at a couple of uh, sections out of Matthew 8 and 9. And I want to encourage you actually... Um, it would be fantastic if you took the time just to read through Matthew 8 and 9 yourself and just read it again and again and let it, let it settle deep into your heart because there's a number of things that I think Jesus touches on there you know, about willingness and ability. You know, is God willing to heal? Yes, He is. Is He able to heal? Yes, He is. Um, and I, It would be fantastic if you could saturate yourself or we as a community could, could saturate ourselves in the truths of Matthew 8 and 9. And carry that with us in the proclamation of the gospel. But to look at a couple of cameos, um, and we don't have huge amounts of time, and so I want to highlight a couple of things. Uh, verse 1 of Matthew 8, it says, When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. said, I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, he was cured of his leprosy. That's one little cameo. Verse 5, when Jesus entered Capernaum, the centurion came to him asking for help. He said, Lord, my servant lies at home, paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not even deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go and he goes. That one, come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believed it, it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. In chapter 9, verse 1, it says, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. And, you know, he goes on where the paralytic stands up and walks. Verse 20, just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to her, herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And that woman was healed from that very moment. Um, and then verse 27. Jesus went from there. Two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? And their sight was restored. What I want to pick up out of these various cameos this, uh, this morning is when we look at these different stories, faith is highlighted again and again. But what's intriguing is that most of the time, in the majority of these stories, actually the faith, it was not Jesus' faith. That was the catalyst. Um, when the men brought the paralytic, it says Jesus saw his friend's faith. 
and he was healed. When the woman stretched out her hand, reaching through the crowds, he says, your faith has healed you. When the blind men come, Jesus says, according to your faith, it will be done to you. When the centurion comes on behalf of the servant, it's not the servant's faith that is the lightning rod. It's the centurion's faith. When the man with leprosy comes, it doesn't say he had faith. In fact, it seems like he was a little unsure. Lord, if you are willing. And it almost seems like in that place, Jesus' faith. And really what I, what I want to leave you with this morning is that Faith is the lightning rod, right? Faith is the lightning rod for the life and power of God. And I think there's, a, there's, there's something that I want to I challenge us to in this season, and that is to, to believe God and to take the risk to step out of the boat, understanding that actually faith is the lightning rod. You know, we, we, we many times want to turn it around and say, oh man, I don't have the faith. Well, sometimes somebody else has the faith. Sometimes the person you're praying for has the faith. Sometimes it's on you, yes. Sometimes it's on them. But I think, I think the reality is that it, faith is the lightning rod. And uh, as I've been kind of preparing for this time, just reminded again and again of that Acts 4 season where they lift up their voices, that uh, they're crying out in prayer. And the, the, the kind of landing point of their prayers, they say, God, please stretch out your hand to heal and give us boldness. And the, the response uh, in, the, in the closing verse of that section, it says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they went out and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And uh, I'm trusting that as we kind of, as you kind of saturate yourself, as we kind of saturate yourself, uh, ourselves in this kind of atmosphere of the word, this, this, the faith that Matthew 8 and 9 kind of paint the picture for us of that actually we'll start to step out of the boat and start to see God undertake on our behalf. You know, it was, uh, it was 19 years ago now that uh, my mother fell ill and she caught like a viral encephalitis. And I remember at the time the doctor said, you know, she's either going to die or she's going to be a vegetable. And the amazing thing is that she's still alive today, 18 years later, and uh, learned a lot about healing in that time, because there were many, many times where it just felt like, and this was just this ongoing fight, this ongoing struggle, but one of the things I learned through that season is that every time we pray, God heals. Saw so many incremental encounters, I remember particularly going to, going to meet with the body on a Sunday morning and saying, please pray for my mother. Ask God to let's ask God to open her mouth. At the time, she couldn't she couldn't speak because of uh, the damage that had occurred had occurred through that process. And uh, I remember going to visit her straight after meeting together with the body, and she was talking freely. Just seeing these incredible encounters. And so, as I kind of land this time this morning, I want to I want to encourage you with this simple reality that the gospel that God has called us to proclaim is a supernatural gospel. Let's have the boldness to take God at his word, to step out in faith, to step out of the boat, and trust that actually even as we have the boldness to speak his word, that actually we would see God testifying to his word with signs and wonders following. You know, in the context of COVID-19, people struggling with health, etc., 
Now's the time for us to step out and to be trusting God to see just the supernatural encounters that really um, result in radical converts. God bless you guys. It's, a, it's an incredible season. I, I can't think of how many times in the last, just even in the last couple of days, had opportunities just to testify to the gospel, to, to speak to co-workers, to speak to employees. And uh, the doors just seem to be wide open, maybe wider than they've ever been, that, that I've been aware of. And uh, now's the time to, to, take the, to take the gap, to jump, in, you know, to jump out of the boat, to trust God to undertake on our behalf with signs and wonders, to undertake on behalf of His Word. And so, yeah, if I can pray for us um, along these lines, God, I trust you that in this season, Lord, your people would be bold, your people would be filled with the Spirit, and Lord, I pray that, that you would stretch out your hand to heal and that you would give us boldness. Um, we trust you, Lord, just for testimony, just great testimony of fruitfulness in this season because you, Lord Jesus, undertake, have undertaken to uh, testify to your word, to uphold your word with the supernatural. Thank you that the gospel that we proclaim is a supernatural gospel. And we trust you, Lord, that, uh, that we would hear testimony just of many supernatural encounters through this time. We bless you. We love you. We ask, we continue to ask you, Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us good gifts of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you guys. It is a privilege as always. Uh, don't forget, prayer at redemptioncitychurch.com. If you have any prayer requests, and then also just remember RCC Cares at RedemptionCityChurch.com. Love you guys. God bless you.